Get road trip ready with a service checkup at your local Chevy dealer. They can save you time and money and get the job done right the first time, worry-free. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com for current service specials or to schedule a test drive. I'm Lieutenant Dan Taylor. Welcome to Fort Platoon. What's wrong with your lip? I was born with big gums, sir. Yeah, well, you better tuck that in. I'm going to get that caught on a tripwire. Where are you boys from in the world? Alabama, sir. Gary said he uh, starred and was so great in the motion picture Forrest Gump back in 1994. He has starred in so many great motion pictures uh, before and since then. And also television series. Uh, cut his teeth in acting as uh, one of the founders of uh, the great Steppenwolf Theater Company. Uh, back in uh, Highland Park back in the day, and since then has been so involved in uh, taking care of uh, veterans. Uh, his uh, One of his latest projects is a special presentation, which will take place at the Downstairs Theater at Steppenwolf on January 20th and 21st, called Last Out, Elegy of uh, Green Beret. And uh, Gary Sinise joins us on the phone line right now. Gary, welcome back to WGN, my friend. Oh, it's always good to be with you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, joining us. Uh, Before we talk about Last Out and a couple of other things, uh, just uh, over the past week we lost, I know, a longtime friend of yours and one of the people also uh, very involved in the early days of Steppenwolf, uh, the brilliant uh, director and performer Frank Galati, what what are some of your uh, memories of Frank? What a dear person. I've known Frank for many, many years. Um, he was just a, a light, always so positive, such a, a force, and extremely talented writer, director, and actor. I met him back in the 70s and early 80s, and... Um, at one point, I, I, I was the artistic director at the time, and uh, I had this idea that the company should do that classic Kaufman and Hart play called You Can't Take It With You, and I asked Frank to come and direct it, and within days of working with the ensemble, he'd never worked with us before, everybody just fell in love with him, and it was clear that, uh, you know, he should be a part of our group, so I asked him to join the company, and uh, that was probably back in 1985 or so and uh, he's been a dear friend to all of us for many many years it's a great loss for us yeah so influential uh, not only for those that worked with him professionally but very early on he uh, started teaching at northwestern and influenced all, you know a whole generation of students uh, to to love theater the way that he did uh, he, he was he, he was just quite a guy, really quite a quite a life force. I was lucky enough to have met him and interviewed him uh, several times before he retired and moved to Florida. We, we had a tremendous time. We worked in the. Uh, I remember in the meeting that I asked him to join the company. I asked him if he had any ideas for projects, and he said, "What what would you think about the Grapes of Wrath as a?" And I, I loved the idea. We immediately jumped on it and, and uh, secured the rights to do it. And within uh, a couple of years, he had uh, a first draft, and we went to work on it in 1988. We opened it at the Royal George across the street, um, you know, down the street at that time from Steppenwolf. And then we moved it to La Jolla, California, London, 
and then eventually wound up on Broadway in 1990. Frank won the Tony Award for Best Director, and the play won for Best Play. Yeah, it was a tremendous journey. Yeah, the the the, the, uh, the it it reminded me uh, just you know hearing and reading uh, all of these stories when Frank passed away, the early days of Steppenwolf. How you guys just you know you you started this off like really on a on a shoestring pretty much, and could you have ever imagined at that time? that Steppenwolf would grow to be one of the most respected theater companies in the world? Uh, of course not. <laughs> we we were kids. I was 18 years old when uh, Steppenwolf started nearly 50 years ago. It was 1974. I had just graduated high school, and I uh, had no plans to go to college, and we, we just got some kids together and started doing plays in a, in a little church and in a little elementary school and... And um, that, those were the seeds that were planted that evolved into Steppenwolf Theater, uh, and now nearly 50 years old, with a massive complex on Halstead Street and having traveled the world and done plays all over the place. Yeah. A great ensemble of, of, of actors and directors and people that are involved with the company over the years. It's really, it really is kind of a great American dream story yes. when you start with nothing but a an idea and a passion and it drives you next thing you know you're 50 years down the road and, <laughs> and we, <laughs> we are what we are <laughs> what, what, what happened how did we get to be old men like this right yeah uh, right who were who were some of the other young kids uh it was malkovich in the early days right uh yeah the, there there were uh I actually got the company going um, right out of high school with a group of kids who were still in high school at the time. And Jeff Perry was one of my best friends from high school. We did theater together in high school. He went off to Illinois State University, and I I stayed in Highland Park. And uh, he met Terry Kinney down there. And I had started this group with uh, some of the kids in high school, and Jeff and Terry came up and did a play with us in 1974, and then the three of us sort of banded together and formed what would be the early uh, origins of the ensemble. John Malkovich was a part of that. Uh, Joan Allen came in a year later. Lori Metcalf was there in the beginning. Alan Wilder, Moira Harris, H.G. Bacchus, and and a woman named Nancy Evans that was said. It was the nine of us in the beginning, and we operated in a basement of a Catholic school that was was kind of abandoned at that time. The school had closed down. They let us use the basement, and that became the early days of Steppenwolf Theater manifested itself into what we have today, which is this giant company and uh, giant complex and having done hundreds of plays over the years. Yeah, and and literally world-renowned. Any place that I've gone... Uh, when they hear that I'm from Chicago, they talk about the theater scene in Chicago, and Steppenwolf always comes up uh, every single time, no matter what city I'm in. Uh, when we come back, I want to talk about the special presentation, Last Out, L.E. of uh, of uh, a Green Beret that Gary is uh, Gary's foundation is uh, putting on uh, for two nights only uh, over at Steppenwolf's Downstairs Theater. We'll talk all about that. Gary Sinise on with us. Uh, coming right back, WGN. Our special guest this morning, the great Gary Sinise, with a special production coming in next week to the Steppenwolf 
downstairs uh, theater. Gary, tell us uh, about la- uh, Last Out, the uh, elegy of a Green Beret. Well, uh, thanks, Dean. Um, speaking of the early days of Steppenwolf, back in 1983, um, uh, earlier I married uh, one of our ensemble members, Moira Harris. I met her through Jeff Perry and she was an early member of the company, and uh, her two brothers had served in Vietnam, and I met them. And I got to know them and got to love them and got to feel a lot of compassion for them and what they had gone through in Vietnam. So when I was directing at Steppenwolf back in in the early 80s, I was the artistic director, and... I started looking for material that would uh, that I would speak to the Vietnam veteran experience, and I wanted to direct a play about it. And I found this play that was called Tracers that was written by a group of Vietnam veterans, and they were performing it in Los Angeles. I flew out there. I saw it. I was, I was knocked out by it. I went back the next night, and I saw it, and then I started begging them to let me do it. They eventually gave me the rights in, in about 1982 or so. And Wolf had gone to uh, Off-Broadway. We had a big hit with True West, uh, Sam Shepard play that Malkovich and I did. And we were getting some national attention, and they gave me the rights to do Tracers. And uh, we opened it in uh, early 1984, and I wanted to make it available to veterans especially our Vietnam veterans, to see it. So we made every Tuesday night at Steppenwolf free for veterans. That kind of began what has been a nearly 40-year program of always having uh, what we call a vet's night. And uh, the first performance, usually at Steppenwolf, of every, perform- every play we've done ever since uh, is for veterans. And then I discovered this play that was written by an Afghanistan veteran uh, named Scott Mann. He was a lieutenant colonel, special forces, and he was dealing with a lot of issues. Somebody encouraged him to start telling his story and to write it. And so he wrote it into a play, and he put an all-veteran cast together, much like what I saw back in the 80s with the Vietnam veterans performing their own play. And it's called Last Out, Elegy of a Green Beret, and it speaks to the Afghanistan experience and the experience of our of our veterans today in the 21st century. Um, and I just loved it. And I thought, you know, and I, and I met Scott, and then he told me that he read my book. It's called Grateful American, A Journey from Self-to-Service. And in that book, I write quite extensively about the Vietnam veterans in my family and the experience of working with on tracers and, you know, having gotten involved with supporting local Vietnam veterans in Chicago back then. And uh, then I discovered his play. He told me his, reading my book was a real incentive for him, and it was just a, a pairing from God, I thought, and just a great synergy, because what he's trying to do with the play is access veterans who are struggling with their experiences of serving in Afghanistan and Iraq and encourage them to tell their own stories because it was a way for him to heal. So he wrote this play, 
And I said, this is right in line with what we're trying to do at the Gary Sinise Foundation with our relief and resiliency programs, trying to help and reach out to veterans, uh, help them with their mental wellness issues. So my foundation, the Gary Sinise Foundation, uh, I reached out to Steppenwolf, and I said, I'd love to, to bring the play there. We're going to produce it around the country, and we'd like to start it at Steppenwolf. And so uh, on the 20th and 21st, last out will premiere at Steppenwolf. It's not the same theater that I did Tracers in all those years ago, but it's right down the street from 2851 North Halstead, which is where we did Tracers. And we're encouraging all veterans to come out. It's a very easy ticket. Uh, we're making it very accessible to veterans. We want as many people to see it as possible, and there's always a post-show discussion that is very is powerful to learn the stories of what our current um, veteran community is going through. And, and that reminds me completely and totally of what we did with, with Tracers. The post-show discussions for Tracers, uh, were very illuminating and very healing for the people that came to see it. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's twenty dollars for general public, which is uh, a, a bargain to see something at Steppenwolf. But five dollars for veterans, active military, and military families. Tickets are on sale now. If you go to Steppenwolf dot org, you can uh, also get more information by going to Gary Sinise Foundation dot org. Last out, the Elegy of uh, a Green Beret, January 20th and 21st, 7 p.m., Steppenwolf's Downstairs uh, Theater. It's great that you're bringing this here. And, Gary, I've told you this before. I'm, I'm just completely in awe of the selfless work that you do for veterans uh, and that you have had, done for decades and decades and decades. Uh, your your commitment is the, the real deal, and I'm... Uh, I'm, I'm humbled to know you. I, I, I appreciate you joining us today. Thank you. I appreciate that, Dean. Thanks so much for uh, having me on and for getting the word out about the play. I appreciate it. Very good. We'll talk soon. Gary Sinise.